Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. Today's topic is Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, Season 2, Episode 7, titled No Love Lost. So you already know how we do. We about to get into it. We about to break it down. We about to dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. And then I will play the trailer for next week and then play the sleeper. The description reads for this episode, Rock searches for a new home. Lou finds himself on the other side of his partner's unpaid debts Bert gains traction in her investigation on Howard a botched agreement with Marvin and an associate threatens everything so y'all already know we about to get into it and this episode was a lot and it was straight fire um I didn't do my big sky recap this week I'm gonna get it out next week I'm gonna combine episode two and three together um, I've been very busy this weekend, so I didn't have a chance to get that done. I do apologize, but I will make up for that. So next week I'll get Big Sky. I'll do the two episodes in one. Also, we will have another weekend marathon coming up on October 17th, the week of October 17th. Um, that Friday, they released the season three for the TV show You, um, the Netflix original series. So that whole weekend, we will we'll do like we did last year, and we will have a whole You marathon. So we'll break, watch them, break down a few episodes, watch some more, come back and break them down. So I can't wait to do that. So on um, October 17th, that weekend, if you're not doing anything, make sure you come tune in because we will be having a You marathon. Um, I don't really have any announcements. Um, just you can always hit me up on social media. Facebook is Alicia Shanice, Instagram Alicia Shanice Reviews. You can always email me at Alicia Shanice Reviews13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me for any recap requests you might have, with that being a TV show, with that being a movie, a documentary, a music album. Hit me up, give me a few days to get back to you, and I'll get your recap out within a week. Or if you just want to say what's up, that's cool too. So enough of me rambling. We about to get into this damn show and break it down. Because when I say this was a lot and this episode was fire, this episode was fire. <laughs> so let's get into it and talk Raising Canaan. name is Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. Yeah. I know heartbreaks, sit 
fresh. Bitch, if I crap out, I'm sure I'ma get fresh. Been through the ups and downs, you know how to get around. So to me, it's all about the game. Frank, cold man, put it through man. I'm gonna push your man. I gotta take it. No need to say shit. I'm gonna take it. All of these turn on the side. It's nothing to play with. Make money, make, make, make money. When shit hit the fan, we'll take money. Southside. All right. We about to get into it, y'all. This episode was a lot. This episode was a lot. It opens up and we see um we got our girl jukebox. She's at Nicole's gravesite. And you know, having an emotional moment. And her father, um, he gets out and approaches her. And of course, um, she does not really know what to expect, but he has always been more reasonable than her mother, Linda. So you know, they have a very nice heart to heart. And we learned that him and uh, Linda, they're getting a divorce. He tells her they're probably they probably were going to get a divorce anyway when Nicole went away to college. But he does ask her, you know, what happened to the tape of them singing. And he like, you know, I'll just assume Linda threw it away. She tells him she has no idea. But we know, you know, Marvin destroyed it. And um, he also tells her, like, look, if you need anything, I mean anything. You you know where to find me and I will help. Now, mind you, we know he's well connected. And I'm going to connect the dots to that at the end of the episode. But he does, he does tell her that. So that was a nice moment between them two. And we see in the next scene, Lulu and Zisa, they in there. They getting it in. And he can't even really focus because, you know, they listening to the radio waiting for the DJ to play her song. So she like, dude, you need to, you know what I'm saying, get it together. I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying, get it off. <laughs> so he turns her around and gets to hitting it from the back. And in walks the Jamaicans. And crown ass then borrowed some money from them. <laughs> he he in debt. He to put the label in debt. And, you know, they come in there with all type of threats. And, you know, one thing about Raising Canaan, they keep it true to form because in the early 90s, baby, them Jamaicans wasn't nothing to play with, you know, and they was all into extorting people like Crown. So Crown and once again, fuck Lou, even in death, <laughs> you know, now he got him in debt and in beef with the Jamaicans. And, um, like I said, true to form, true to form. You get thinking about Jimmy Henchman, Haitian Jack, Dexter Isaac, true to form. You know, these was true gangsters. Uh, they was Haitian or either Jamaican. Um, and they was they was the goons of New York. So, you know, they come in there with their threats, but they leave out. And Zisa, all she care about is him finishing. <laughs> I'm like, damn, Zisa don't give a fuck about shit. She don't let nothing phase her. She walk in, she see him choking crown out. He laying on the floor dead, and she's sitting there all calm. The Jamaican come in with threats. She's still like, what? We gonna finish or what? I'm like, Zisa ass don't be phased about nothing. <laughs> so we get into the next scene, and we got Kanan sitting in there playing a game in his little Tommy Hill figure sweater, looking fly. And he opens up his book bag and pulls out the gun. And, you know, he has to return back to Freak Mama. So it goes into the next scene. And we got my main man, Marvin. Y'all know I love me some Marvin. That's one of my faves on this show. So he meets up with Marco over pizza to put a price tag on Tony's head for being, you know, a center rat. 
Now, I told y'all last um episode, I seen this shit coming. I seen this coming. I said, watch, when he said where he stayed at and that's where Tony stayed at, I figured they was going to do a side deal and Marvin was going to try to take Tony out. So I seen this coming. So Marco, he takes the job off the book. So his father has no idea. Because remember the mob, especially back in those days, the rules was no women and no children. So we get into the next scene and we got date night with Rock and, and, and Cartier. She getting more game from him. And uh, Ian walks his distributor, uh, who, you know, what I'm saying run everything in Maryland and D.C. Now they trade a few words and Rock, she takes it all in. She peeps out the scene. She takes it to her advantage. She even throws a little jab in like, uh, Cartier, I thought you said insubordination leads to insurrection. You know, put some shit in his head and you know he got to show off and pull his um Trump card and show he's the man. So, you know what I'm saying? He takes, he takes in her little jab because Rock is manipulative. <laughs> Rock know what she be doing and she's sitting up there soaking up all that game that Cartier is giving her and, t- and he telling her everything about how he run all his businesses. So, he, hell, he don't know he messing with Miss Raquel. So, you know, of course, when they get done talking and she makes that little jab, he kind of looks over at how, you know, saying, oh, boy, uh, Tremaine, Tremont, whatever his name is. I got to learn his name. I think it's Tremaine. How, you know, I'm saying he's living. He like, I must be paying you a little too much. So we see that come into play later on in the episode. And then we go into the next scene. Now, Kanan goes to return the gun back to Freak Mama. And she answers the door, child, in her little robe. She starts kissing on him. And he like, hold on, hold on. You, 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 you Korean mom. And she like, baby, I'm a woman first. <laughs> and all I could think, I, I said, what kind of shit is this? <laughs> child. Anyway, while she's seducing Canaan, it segues straight into Bible study. And we got the pastor preaching from the book of Leviticus. And he's talking about bedroom activities. And we got Juke sitting there feeling, you know, awkward and looking like she's ashamed. And the whole time she's sitting there looking like that, the little dude who was trying to holler at her when she had sung that song, he's sitting there, there giving her googly eyes. So he still got his eye on Miss Laverne, a.k.a. Jukebox. So we go into the next scene and Lou he shuts down the Baisley projects we got all the smokers in the hallway waiting for a fix Marvin comes in there and he pissed and he confused like Lou what 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 you doing because Lou taking the money before they can even do count so everybody confused and Rock gonna be pissed when she find out so we see um it goes back to the end of Bible study and little dude comes up to jukebox to get her number. Now at first she's kind of pushing him off, but every time she looks back, it's like she's looking up for Kenya's approval and Kenya kind of smiles at her and she gives, you know what I'm saying? Uh, him, her number. And so we go into the next scene and we go to the precinct. Now we got our boy Howard. He's talking to one of the other cops and he learns that, Scrappy wasn't the snitch as we thought before. We knew Scrap wasn't the snitch. It was his mama. I said that from jump. I said Scrap was too loyal. It was his mama, the one who was the CI. And she is not playing about her baby committing suicide. She like my son did not commit suicide. So we see that story is not over. And I'm happy that they brought it up because it was like, I'm waiting for y'all to bring back up Scrappy because Scrappy was, you know, a loyal soldier. 
and he lost his life for nothing. So I was waiting for them to bring that back up. And I figured it was going to be his mom and not him. So Howard basically knows he fucked up. Now it goes into the next scene. And Marvin goes to see Rock. Now she's not home. Only Juke is there. So they have small talk. And by small talk, I do mean small talk. You know, saying he asks her a few questions. She gives him one answer words. And then, you know, he goes to walk out the door. He kind of turns around like, you know, saying, why you ain't tell me your mom's was back in town? And she like, because I wasn't going to tell you. So he tells her, like, look, Kenya walked out on both of us. And before you get all happy, she back. Kenya is only for herself. I know I fucked up, but I was there. We can tell Juke listens and we know she's insecure and she wants that love from her mother and she also wants her approval. That's why she's dressing more girly. She's, you know, attempting to go on dates with guys now for her mom's approval. So we get into the next scene and Rock approaches a beat up is a Trey Mott. Now, remember, that's the dude from the restaurant. She put that little sand in Cartier's ear. So we see Cartier to rough his ass (laughs) He'd probably suck a suck a slap tip like he did the old boy um at the uh museum. But she presents him, you know, to work with her. She always scheming. That's one thing about Rock. So, you know, Sarah Cartier's thinking he up there taking her on fancy dates, spitting some game, you know, spitting that Shakespeare, but he don't know. Rock taking all that information in for her come up. Straight boss shit. So it goes into the next scene and Symphony and Kanan, they link link up for pizza. We know that they have grown a really good friendship and, you know, Symphony cares a lot about Kanan. He cares a lot about Rock, you know, and he tells him that he's moving to North Carolina for a job. Now you can tell Kanan was sad because they have grew this bond and Symphony is like a positive male figure in his life. You know, he has his uncles, of course, but you know, that's the dope game. Symphony is a stand-up guy, straight legit, all the way together. So after that, when they leave, we see Burke is telling Symphony, doing too much, doing too much. So it goes into the next scene, and we see Rock meets with the realtor lady. Now, everything is going good. The owners, they like the um offer she made, but it's one problem, the owner's association. I'm sorry, the Homeowners Association group. They want, you know, they're very strict about proof of income to, you know, make sure she can keep up the house. And she like, I own a record label on a lawnmower. We straight. (laughs) So we see um, Rock talking about she owned that record label. You know, Lou money is her money, as she say. So we go into the next scene. And Burke pulls over Symphony for no damn reason asking questions about him being pulled over at checkpoint that night when Howard was shot about Kanan about does he know who Kanan's dad is about rock and Symphony basically tells her to fuck off respectfully and rightfully so and she can't take him in because he ain't did nothing and she ain't even supposed to be doing this you know so it goes into the next scene and Jukebox goes to get the tape repaired of her and Nicole singing at the mall um cost twenty dollars she gets it repaired which i didn't know you could do that but you know that was a good thing to see because you know that was her last memory of nicole and you know with the big fight her and marvin got in i thought it was just gone so we see unique 
he's standing at the car all fly on the phone with his baby mama or some other chick talking about he missed her he was thinking about her and dressed just like alpo if y'all go back and google pictures of alpo in the 80s that's an outfit alpo wore i said they had unique dress just like harlem alpo so Warrell comes up and they talk business and talk about, you know, everything going on with Rock and how she ain't trusting neither one of them. That's why she got him out in Jersey. Unique gives him his game plan. And then Marco pulls up to ask questions about working with Marvin. So Unique tells him, like, you know, from what I know about Marvin, he pays what he owes. He's like, all right, I'm going to do a little, little lick for him, you know. And when he pull off, he like, them two motherfuckers working together, hide the women and children. <laughs> I swear I love Unique. <laughs> so we get into the next scene and we see one of the officers giving Burke intel on Howard. Now, he's giving her all the information when uh, Howard worked undercover in the 70s. And then she's supposed to do a favor for him for getting his nephew off a shoplifting charge. Now, it's a whole nother officer sitting there taking it all in. And believe me. He's going to make sure this information gets back to Howard because she's doing too much. And, you know, when uh, Burke is sitting there looking at everything, she's looking at, you know, how Rock was underage, how she was a CI. That, that's how he has it documented in the paperwork. And, you know, how Kanan was born around that time. So she's putting it all together. So in the next scene, Rock meets up with the connect, Waki. And, you know, of course, this is Juliana's cousin, and she's sitting there looking all bossed up. I'm like, look at Juliana. She done cleaned up all night. She ain't looking like that little timid, scared wife she was, you know, when she was, you know, in that abusive marriage. So she's sitting there looking like she one of the bosses. And they talk about Unique. And, you know, um, Rock lets them know, like, look, you know, I don't trust Unique either, but it's a way to do it. We can't, you know, pull an emotional trigger. So, you know, he tells her, like, I don't know if Jersey is worth the trouble. It's not worth this headache. But she tells him, like, the plan is to expand to D.C. and Maryland. So we're going to see how this play out. Um, we know um, in the original Power, Juke was in D.C. Kanan had work out there, too. So, you know, possibly the expansion may go as, go as Rock's plan. Um, we also see a dude in there getting food, but we see him scoping everything out. And then when it goes, when he walks out, we see he goes straight to Trey Mont's car. And we see Trey Mont is doing his own digging on Rock before he switched sides. Because he didn't already got his ass whooped by Cartier. And you know what I'm saying? He was antagonizing him. So he probably going to end up doing some business with Rock. It's going to be interesting to see how, you know, this whole scene play out. But they ain't showing all of this and introducing him for just a throwaway character. So this is going to be um, fun to see. And then Cartier to see his reaction if he does start, you know what I'm saying, being Rock's distributor in D.C. It's going to be interesting. So it goes into the next scene. And poor Lou, he gets jumped by the Jamaicans for that dead crown on. So even though crown, you know what I'm saying, was a headache when he was alive, he even a bigger headache now that he did. <laughs> so Symphony shows up at Rock's door. And when she looks out the window and sees him, she, she gets excited. She gets to, you know, exhaling, making sure her hair is fixed right. <laughs> but it cuts, um straight to the next scene and we get the anger management graduation and this was hilarious renee 
Miss Renee, she made sure Marvin got her personal number. I ain't mad at you, Miss Renee, but that's unethical. <laughs> and Gerald and Marvin, that whole scene was hilarious. He's like, Marvin, I really was going to try to kick your ass. So, you know, saying the therapy sessions, the anger management, that was always comic relief in all of these episodes. So now that that's over, I'm going to miss that. And Jared was funny when he got mad that episode. So this was just straight comic relief. Um, We see in the next scene, it goes back to Symphony and Rock. And he tells her that he's leaving town. And you can tell she's sad about it. But as soon as he mentioned Bert pulled her over, her mood instantly changes. And she's like, what you tell her? Like, I ain't tell her nothing, Rock. What you mean, nothing? Your nothing might be not might not be my nothing. <laughs> you gotta love Rock. But um, he like, look, Rock, your secrets are safe with me. She like, I ain't got no secrets. She goes straight defensive mode. And I'm like, damn, Rock, you know what I'm saying? Symphony improved itself. You know, he got your son out of town. He loyal, he on your side. So it cuts to the next scene, and we got the freak hole polymer. She in there getting it on with Kanan, turning him out, and in walks Corinne. She like, Mama, you think this milk still some good? She see them two in the bed. She like, you fucking whore. She throw that milk. Her mama like, look, lesson number one, know how to hold on to your man. I'm like, damn, bitch. Ain't that your... Listen. Kanan tries to go after her. He tries, but child, she pulls him right back in that bed. I'm like, this ain't one of the most coded-blooded scenes in the power history. <laughs> People always talk about Tasha was this, Tasha was that. No, baby. I don't think nobody in the power universe got anything on Palomir. But anyway, it goes to the next scene, and Lou goes to Cartier for help. Now, he tells him, you know, these Jamaicans ain't nothing to play with. You know, he tells him, like, you sure you don't want to go to Rock? He like, no, nah, I don't want you know, Rock nowhere near this record label. So he tells him he going to help him out for 50% of the record label. And I think Lou, you know, he went on and did the deal, but it looked like he signed a deal with the devil. That ain't, listen, <laughs> that this is about to be a trip. This is about to be a trip, and it's gonna we gonna see how it all play out with Rock being intertwined with the label. Then she trying to take Cartier, uh, you know what I'm saying? D- distributor, like it's gonna be a trip, and we see Cartier, and he gonna be a trip too. So this is not listen. Lula like he signed the deal with the devil, so it goes into the next scene. Now Marco takes the job. And he brings on the member of the racist fuck up dude from the Catskills who went to go up to the cabins. That's him. I can't think of his name. It was Doc or something. But they pull up at Tony's crib. Now it cuts to the next scene and Juke, she ends up going on a date with dude from church. And, you know, so they talk about the movie they just saw, which was The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, or the movie that they were talking about, which was my movie in the early 90s, because that babysitter was crazy. That nanny, she's crazy as hell. <laughs> the Hand That Rocks the Cradle, when they was talking about that, I was cracking up. I said, I'm, I might have to do a throwback and watch that, because that was me and my mama movie back in the day. So we see she kisses him. So we're going to see where that go. Um, Now we go back in the to tony 
she in her room she getting it on with her dentist fiance look like they having a good time he gets up to go to the bathroom probably get some water she goes to do a line and in walks marco and they put a bullet straight to her head and you know the dentist fiance he run out they get the tussling and you know the dude shoot marco instead of the dentist and he knew he fucked up now fun fact fun fact you guys know that's this something like this happened in real life but in the cartel world with don nito he was um a leader of the the um if you watch my narcos marathons that i cover um he was a leader of the guadalajara cartel but his son had got into a scuffle and one of the guys who was supposed to be his bodyguards accidentally was shot him trying to get the guy off of him and he ran away just like that because i know it looked crazy for him to just run off but it was a natural reaction because he just shot he just killed the boss's son so of course he knew he messed up and he didn't even kill the dentist the dentist got a shot off on him as well so something like this did really happen back in the set um no the 80s something like that did really happen but it was in a cartel world not the mob but he fucked up yeah they this this is about to be big blowback when when um <laughs> when baselli find out about this woo we all of them in trouble so we go into the next scene and howard and rock meet up they talk about burke and he tells her scrappy wasn't the snitch that hit her hard that hit her hard because scrappy was her loyal one scrappy was her lawyer her loyal one you know so we see Burke is at home and she's still trying to put all the clues together. And her girlfriend warns her. She like, look, you acting like internal affairs. You're investigating the cop and you need to calm down because nobody likes internal affairs. So we seen, oh boy, the other officer, he was peeping it out when she was getting the intel from the other cop. This going to get back to Howard. And we see how all of the, the boys in blue, they respect and look up to Howard. So they going to throw her away in a minute. And she already had got in trouble with the captain anyway from the mess with Nicole and how connected they was with the mayor, which I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So it cuts to the next scene and little Miss Corinne, she pays a visit to Mama Rock. She, I don't think she know who she want to pay the visit to. So it cuts to the last um, few scenes and uh, Jukebox, she drops the tape off to Nicole's dad. She hurries up and runs off. But as she's um, walking, walking away, um, she see Howard walking up. Now Howard walks up and tells the dad he wants to talk about Officer Burke. Now remember, they weren't happy with Officer Burke. They got connections with the mayor he went there because he about to get Burke in some tr more trouble. So that's where that's going to play off into. He went there. He asked specifically about Burke. They got connections with the mayor. She was already in trouble with the captain. Howard playing chess right now because he like Burke doing too much. Let me show her. I've been a detective for over 20 years. Let me sit your ass down. <laughs> so it cuts to the next scene and we see Zisa. She's singing and in the studio and Louis sitting there with Cartier looking like he know he done messed up signing that deal so we go into the next scene and we see Tony fiance he's in the hospital he's telling the cops what happened he's confused like who would hurt Tony this doesn't make any sense you know he has no idea about her past life before she got with him 
And then we also see dude who shot Marco. He bleeding out. So we don't, I don't know if he going to die, but if he ain't going to die bleeding out in that pigeon pen he was in, Big Sal going to kill him. So we go into the last scene. And baby, this scene was too intense for me because I'm like, y'all know me. I love me some rock. I love me some rock. But if this would have played out the way it looked like it was going to play out, I was going to have to join the other team. Like, rock, you know what? I think you just went too far. I, I, I think you just went too far. You know what I'm saying? We got Symphony loading up his car with his suitcases. Then we show rock staring at him. She pull out her silencer and creeps on by. And I'm like, you better not kill. If you, you bet rock, rock, don't do it, rock. <laughs> but she ain't do it. She ain't do it. She ain't do it. And then when she got away, she just kind of had to breathe. Because you know what I'm saying? She loves Symphony. And I'm like, man, please. And then all you hear is. I sit alone in my four-corner room staring at candle. That shit is on. Man, that's that shit. My mind is playing tricks on me, man. This episode was fire. I'm talking about fire, but man, listen. If Rock would have went on and pulled that trigger, I would have been done with Rock. I would have been done with Rock, and that's one of my favorite characters. But I'm like, you better not kill Symphony, but she couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. Then when they played that, my mind is playing tricks on me. I'm like, man, this episode was 10 out of 10. So I'm about to play the trailer for next week, and then I have a sleeper for you guys in my show. But in style, shout out to the pod father. So let's play this trailer, y'all. episode eight looks like it's about to get intense it's called a house is not a home we seen rock pulling that gun out on that freak mama uh palomar we seen her going off uh you know checking canaan he talking about he don't trust her no more we seen unique warning marvin like if dude's still out there you know he talking so they better catch up with dude who bleeding out and catch him before mr baselli catches him we see mr baselli want to know who his son Marco was working with doing a job on, and we see more drama from Crown Debt. And we seen Lou Rosisa right by his side, looking unbothered and unfazed while he pull a gun out on her. <laughs> I don't know what's up with Zisa. Zisa just be oh, so unfazed, like she just with the shit. I'm like, okay. Um, 
I'm gonna play a sleeper in my Joe Button style then get you guys out of here I hope you guys enjoyed my recap uh I really enjoyed this episode you guys know out of all of the power spinoffs Raising Canaan is my favorite I want to continue show love to Joey Badass' new album. You guys can stream it. It's, the album is called 2000. Joey Badass is the guy who plays Unique off of the show. And this album is fire. So I've been trying to show it love while we're doing our recaps. And this is another great song off of there. So I'm about to play that. And it's called I Want to Be Loved. Here it goes. Oh, 
All right, y'all, that was Wanna Be Loved by Joey Badass. This album is straight fire. This episode was fire, so same time next week. I'll be back on, and I'll do my Big Sky recap. I'm going to do them both together for three and f- um, two and three. Don't forget about our You Marathon coming up. Uh, and then, you know, the show continues. The show continues. Shout out to 50 Cent. We support everything 50 over here. And Miss Courtney Kemp. I can't wait for her shows to release on Netflix, and I will be recapping each and every one of them. I look up to her as a writer. Like, man, she's so amazing. So, shout out to the whole power universe. You know, they're doing their thing. I hope you guys enjoyed the recap. I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Remember to protect that energy and get rid of anybody who is the enemy to your energy. It's your girl, Shanice. I love you guys. Thank you for your support. And don't forget, if you have any recap requests, you can hit me up in if you just want to say what's up. Or if you have anything you want me to shout out for you, free of charge. I love whom loves me, baby. So, you have something to shout out? Just give it to me. I'll shout your brand out, shout your whatever you got going on, free of charge. I show love to who show love for me. So on that note, it's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.